Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, fellow film nerds, to another rousing episode of the Real Film Nerds. My name is Matt this week. I am your host. And with me, as always, my co-host, Mysterious Mike. Hello, Matt. How's it going? Good. How about yourself, Mike? Good, man. I'm a little bit tired. I just got done with a scuba adventure. Uh, and believe it or not, it was kind of cold. And for this time of year in the state that I live, that's kind of unheard of. Is that the state of Maine? Because I think it's always cold in Maine. No, it, it's not Maine. It's it's one of the other sunshine states. Oh, okay. So did you see any sharks? Yes, I did see uh, about three or four reef sharks, and uh, they were really, really cool. Uh, I always enjoy seeing sharks. Uh, saw some turtles, an eel, some goliath groupers. Uh, it was it was a pretty good dive. It was just cold. When was the, or maybe I should say what, what was the first shark you've ever seen when you were out uh, diving? It was a, it was a reef shark uh, diving on a reef. Um, I've seen the most common kind of sharks I see are, are common uh, reef sharks and nurse sharks. In the state that I live, there's uh, certain different other sharks that come around, like um, lemon sharks come around closer, like more around January, February. And then there's um, been occasional, a lot more occasional sightings of great whites, but uh, they're usually out further to sea. I'm only going a mile or two off the coast, and most of the people are seeing them 30, 40 miles off the coast. Wow, that's way out there. Yeah, they're fishing. You know, a lot of the deep sea fishing, they... They, they go out there. Oh, yeah. You have to, because I was watching, what was that? I think it was 60 Minutes a few weeks ago. They were talking about how the oceans are quickly being depleted and fishermen have to go farther and farther and farther out. Yeah, I think that was a few weeks ago. Uh, the one that talked about, like, seaweed and stuff? Or Yeah, yeah, the seaweed farming and how he had, like, the seaweed, and then he had, like, the mussels, and then he had the scallops, and... Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool story. That was a cool story, actually, and that was in Massachusetts, I believe. Uh, so, Some East Coast state, town, whatever. I don't know. All right, so, Mike, what movie did we see this week? So, we saw Rampage, starring the one, the only, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I'll read a quick synopsis of this. Uh, when three different animals become infected with a dangerous pathogen, a primatologist and a geneticist team up to stop them from destroying Chicago. This is a monster movie, basically a King Kong or a Godzilla-type movie. And that's about it. Not much else going on on this. Now, Mike, did you ever play the video game when we were growing up? I believe I did, but I don't remember. It didn't make such an impression that I would be able to say if this movie had anything to do with it. I think it really was not in common besides destroying of buildings. Actually, it's a lot more common than you would think. Is it? Um, I personally loved Rampage when I was a kid. It came out in uh, 1986, and it originally came out in the arcade. I remember playing it in the arcade. I think it was at... 
was it Vinny's where we used to get pizza all the time when I was a kid? Yeah, Vinny's. It was one of the one of the pizza places. He was either there or Peter Piper or whatever. And I remember playing the crap out of it. And I loved loved Rampage because it was the easiest, simplest kind of theory. Destroy the buildings as fast as you can before the military guys kill you. Oh. And one of my one of my favorite parts of the video game was where you could pick up like the soldiers or the people out of the skyscraper and eat them. I thought that was awesome. Now, did that give you health, or was that just to get rid of them yes. so they weren't? Oh, that did give you. No, health? it gave you it gave you health as well. But there was also food and stuff in like the uh, game itself. Like, say you bust out a window and there's a toaster in there. Like, you could grab the toaster, but if you grabbed it before the toast popped up, it would electrocute you. But if the toast popped up and then you grabbed it and you ate it, the toast would heal you. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was freaking an awesome video game. But, you know, I'm a nerd. Matt, did you see the uh, arcade game in the Intergen CEO office? Oh, yeah, that was one of the things I was going to point out. Yeah, it's in the background. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of a fun callback to it. I mean, I know it was kind of obvious if you were looking, but um, hey, you know, that's kind of cool. Well, it's an Easter egg, but it's a obvious Easter egg, because they want to say, um, give credit where credit's due, I guess is a good way to put it. All right, Matt. So you told me a little bit earlier before we started this that you did not like this movie. What didn't you like nah. about this movie? Well, like you were alluding to, the video game has next to no story. Which is true. In the video game, it's actually people that are running around that I don't know if they eat something or if they're being genetically tested on or whatever. And the people turn into these monsters. And then the whole point of the video game is to take down buildings. And that's it. There's no story whatsoever. One thing I did like about this movie is that they brought in a story. And it was a pretty good story. It wasn't great. It still kind of fell flat. But I wasn't really vested in the characters a lot, and that kind of bothered me. Um, I was more vested in the character of, like, George and uh, The Rock's character as the primatologist. But all the other, like, side characters, not a huge fan. I Like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I really like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, he's a great actor, in my opinion, especially, wow, my favorite role by far is uh, his role as the comedian in Watchmen. That was great. This whole time, I'm pretty sure they were filming The Walking Dead or around the time they were filming The Walking Dead or whatever. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan really doesn't come off to me as this government official cowboy kind of person. He really comes off as Negan in this movie. And that really kind of bothered me. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. I was going to actually say the same thing. I was like, you mean Negan in a different role because basically yeah because other than his little um gun in his uh right right up like i don't know he's wearing it kind of on the front in a holster and a big like belt buckle i was like this guy's not texan like what they don't talk like that like it was like the worst representation of texas in my mind like it wasn't even a good stereotype no, it was it was really bad. It was it was Negan without his swearing, without the apocalypse, and trying to fight monsters, and that really bothered me because I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I think he just totally dropped the ball. Or, like I said, they were filming The Walking Dead possibly around the same time, or maybe he just finished or whatever. 
And he just had Negan resonating in him. And I did not like that at all. I wanted to see him do his typical character acting that he's so good at. Yeah, I guess that I agree with you. That was a big letdown. But, I mean, there's not much to this movie. You're, you're right. There's a little bit of a story. But, man, is it is it forced and it's fast. Like, you Yeah, know, they crammed a lot in there. Yeah, you know what's going on in about seven minutes after it started. And then it's kind of off to, like, getting the three monsters to be monsters. And, like, it's it's fast. It's very fast to get to the part where it's kind of like action or a lot of destruction kind of and chaos on the way to well spoilers everyone as usual uh the monsters are on their way to chicago for kind of a dumb reason but anyway they they are heading to chicago and come hell or high water they're gonna get there so well the other big problem i had with it was the female leads and now i'm not talking the female villains i'm talking the female leads the scientists lady and then that other uh girl that was at the very beginning when they were going in the cage and meeting all the apes for the first time i i think the female leads were underdeveloped the acting was not even mediocre it just seemed like the female leads were eye candy and that's it they were not interesting whatsoever to me yeah the the whole genesis story was weird it was forced. It was heavily, heavily forced. Oh, here's this brother that died, and that's why I got into genetics, was trying to cure my brother, and blah, 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 blah. And it's it was just dumb. Yeah, there's this whole, like, subplot of her getting fired and all this stuff, and she doesn't tell, like, the Rocks character, the primatologist. Who cares? Like, that, none of that needed to be there. It was very odd. It was a weird story. This is again, it's Hollywood, it's a film, but the primatologist, The Rock, big, muscular, I guess you would say attractive guy. I don't rate men, but. And then the lead geneticist, young, skinny, attractive woman, the other primatologist that's in there, young, skinny, attractive. So clearly, the scientists in Hollywood are all beautiful. Of course, man. All all scientists are gorgeous. That is Hollywood, right? It has to be, because, you know, I, I guess the older I get and the more movies I see, the more I want to see it be more like real life. I know how you have your obsession with all things rock. I know how you love The Rock. You love movies named The Rock. You like The Rock Johnson because of his, you know, name being The Rock. I think you should have been a geologist, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I think you really missed your calling. No, I do. I do like The Rock. Um, I've liked The Rock quite a bit since he made that movie, The Rundown. Yeah, that was a really good underrated movie. I thought that was one of his best performances. Yeah, yeah. That, that came out in 2003, and it co-starred Sean William Scott a.k.a. Steve Stifler from American Pie. And I just really liked that. It was kind of, you know, it's a buddy movie, but it was it was a lot of fun, and I got to see a lot of The Rock's kind of how he could become kind of an action star, but also have good with comedy. Now his, his career is, I mean, I would argue, Matt, that The Rock is replacing... Sylvester Stallone and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger as as the new action movie guy. Yeah, he's kind of Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
you know, Jean Claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren. You know, he's there's not really too many other people. I mean, uh, Jason Statham, I guess, but Jason Statham doesn't really come off as that big of an action star because he looks more like a normal dude. Yeah, you know, he's not this bigger than life person like The Rock is. Yeah, Jason Statham is great, but I don't. I I think he kind of has. I don't know when he brings some of his British like uh, charm with him. He's not. I don't know. I just don't see him quite as big. I feel like The Rock really has done well with the choices that he made for all kinds of movies. I mean, he's in Moana. He's in like was it Tooth Fairy? He's in all kinds of movies. He's in the new the new Jumanji, which was actually, in my opinion, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, the new Jumanji did a really good job of explaining a video game to people who don't play video games. It, it did it really well actually. Yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, and you know, he's in even one of the biggest series that's not Marvel or or Star Wars, which is the Fast and the Furious. I mean, the guy's in everything. I still haven't seen that since the really horrible one, Tokyo Drift. That's the last Fast and the Furious I've seen. Matt, you're like and I, seven I Fast lost and hope. Furious behind. You're like seven. Uh, dude, I lost hope. That movie was so freaking terrible. I just, wow. No. You didn't even see the Paul Walker, like, his last one? No. Like I said, Tokyo Drift was the last one I watched, and it was such crap, I had to move on. I was like, no, I'm not watching this garbage anymore. Ugh. Okay, Matt. That's fine. All right, so Matt, we've heard what you don't like. What did you like about this movie? (sighs) All right, people are probably going to slam me for this one, but I don't care. Mullen Ackerman, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Malin Mullen. Hold on, let me pull up IMDb. Maybe they have a phonetic spelling. I think it's Mullen Ackerman. Anyways... Another veteran from Watchmen, she, in my opinion, did a really good job as a and a very interesting villain. I thought she was just great as the villain. I thought she did a really good job. I really enjoyed that, except for how she died. But again, that relates to the video game. It does, Matt. And uh, I, when you said how you could get extra life, I was like, well, I guess they did honor the video game quite a bit. Well, do you want me to go into the more ways that they honored the video game also? And it'll probably start bothering you because you'll realize that it's probably the closest video game movie we've ever had next to like maybe Doom or something like that. Okay, yeah, do it, Matt. I'm, I actually, I want to hear because I, I think I play the video game, but I don't rec- recall it as well as you, you do. So go for it, Matt. Okay. So in Rampage, the video game starts out. In a suburb of Chicago, I don't remember exactly which one it is, but it starts, the very first level is in a suburb of Chicago, and then you kind of work your way around the U.S., and I think maybe even the country, and then it ends in Peoria, which is another suburb of Chicago. The movie taking place in Chicago and having the animal, not the animals, but the monsters, all have this desire to go to Chicago relates to the video game big time. Okay. Cool. And then you said, as you saw where she was eating the, where George ate her and gave, well, I assume gave her, gave him health, probably not, but George eating her was a thing out of the video game. 
And then here's the next one. The three monsters were George, Ralph, and then they don't ever name the alligator and or crocodile. But in the video game, George is the name of the monkey. Ralph is the name of the wolf. And the I I think they actually just call him like a lizard monster in the video game. But the lizard monster's name is Lizzie. Oh. And so there's another way that they that they stuck towards the video game is the names of the monsters. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Actually, that's that's you're right, Matt. There's quite a bit of uh, similarities to the game. I guess they honored as much as they could with very little plot. Yeah, they honored it as much as they could. I thought they did a really really good job. And as you see at the end, again spoilers. They climb up that building, and they not only try and take down the antenna, but all three of them work to take down the entire building. Oh, oh, and that's another one that I forgot. If you played Rampage multiplayer, you had the option. You could play together to take down a building, or you could run over there and beat the shit out of your opponent. And so there's another callback of the movie to the video game to the movie because the monsters, you know, at the end beat the shit out of each other. Awesome. Well, so anyways, that's, I think that's all the similarities I could find. Okay. Very cool, Matt. There's quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, another thing I really thought was cool. And I don't know. I know you're kind of a car person, but not a huge car person. The vehicle that the rock was driving in it is the new Ford Bronco. That's, I don't know if it's still in the concept stage or if it's actually going to come to market, but I thought that was really cool getting to see the new Ford Bronco actually in a movie. Yeah, I actually picked up on that, Matt, of course, and I was like, I guess that's a I figured you did. I I figured that was a concept vehicle, but it looked kind of cool. I think they're bringing it to market, but I don't know when. Yeah, I would... I wish I could have saw a little bit more of it, but I mean, if it was a concept, they're not going to try and show you too much because they might be don't even have it all the way done yet. But that was neat. Um, speaking of product placement, obviously Ford kind of either sponsored that. Oh, yeah, Ford that. was all over. Um, there was also another uh, uh, like sponsorship or like throwdown of Dave and Buster's. There's like this yeah. part where it <laughs> just stops and like it's like Dave and Buster's and then it gets destroyed. Like it- Yeah, it shows them ripping Dave and Buster's apart and the sign goes flying by. Yeah. I think that was them trying to call back to it it being a video game related movie. Or maybe Dave and Buster's just gave him a lot of money. Yeah. I Yeah, yeah. Um so I guess a couple problems I had with this movie, Matt. Oh, I should have asked. Yeah. Michael, what were your problems with Rampage? Well, so there's a there's a, a scene where the Rock or the uh, primatologist's uh, character, I guess we should look at his name, but anyway, it doesn't matter. David, David Sequoia. Da- David Sequoia. He was shot. And he goes down and, like, it looks like it's a pretty rough wound or whatever. Well, like... 10 or no probably less than 10 probably three or four minutes later he's back has no issues never addressed the wound everything's fine i was like well what uh supposedly the rock was special forces which is fine it's an interesting job that he chose to do after being special forest forces to be a, a primatologist 
Well, it's a little bit more than him just being special forces. No, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay, go ahead. I'm getting there. Sorry, because I have something I want to say on that for sure. So maybe this is a thing, but for the most part, all my knowledge tells me that special forces ride in helicopters. They don't fly them. That's true. That's a different whole group. Um, so that was kind of strange, and it was almost like this movie was made by the same director who did the movie San Andreas, where he was also a helicopter pilot. I don't know if The Rock's got a thing, or the director has a thing for helicopter pilots. I never saw Andreas. I don't know. Oh, you're not missing anything. Um. Oh, you know one thing I do have a problem with with him in the helicopter? Yeah, go for it. He is flying on the wrong side of the helicopter. If you are piloting a helicopter, a lot of people might not know this, but if you're piloting a helicopter, you typically sit on what would be considered the passenger side. You sit on the right side of the helicopter, not the left. Now, you can fly the helicopter from the left side, but typically that is reserved for a navigator slash co-pilot on the bigger helicopters if they need one. But typically... The pa- uh, the left seat, which typically in a car would be the driver's side, is a passenger seat. Well, Matt, I did not know that, and that's pretty cool. Um, but, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's Hollywood, right? Yeah, I know. I was just going to say, it's Hollywood, and I get I tend to get nitpicky on shit sometimes. And that's one of them. Yeah, and then there's one more thing that I had that was really weird with the story. So, to my knowledge, once again, I'm I might not know this 100%. But the military sometimes helps out with drug enforcement operations. But as far as I know, they don't help operations against African poachers. No, I've never heard of that either. I mean, we do things in different countries, maybe that are Africa, but we wouldn't know about it. And I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have anything to do with poaching. Well, didn't The Rock say when he was going through that whole dial tribe, I guess you would say? That he was part of a special unit that was selected by the UN, and it was comprised of the US along with other special forces. I might be wrong, though. Maybe, Matt, but I mean, it was kind of a stretch, I guess. But still, the UN would not be involved in something like that. At least not that I would think. Yeah. The UN has a lot more pressing things to be concerned with, like the famine and... The Middle East and shit like that. There's a lot more pressing things to be talking about other than the eradication of species. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's not an important thing. It is. But I think the UN would focus their resources elsewhere because they are quite limited in their resources. Yes. Yes. All right. So now I'm just going to get to what I did like. Um, This movie is just kind of entertainment. It's fun. You know, it's not. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was good. This is just kind of a mindless action movie. That if you go in there, understanding that it's just some monsters kind of destroying a city, you you're gonna have a fun time. I didn't mind it. I mean, I kind of look at some of the stuff, and I mentioned some of the things, but overall, it's not terrible. At least in my mind, it was okay. It's not it's not going to win any awards, that's for sure, but it was okay. It's a solid popcorn flick. Yeah. It's a good monster movie, that's for sure. It was a very good monster movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a pretty good monster movie, I guess. You know, um, not to take backtrack, but I really would have liked to have seen a little bit more of The Rock's backstory because I was very interested in his backstory and how he got to be what he was and why and about the poaching and things like that. They had that little cut scene in there where he was going out and doing that when he found George, the gorilla, not the gorilla, the ape. Yeah. Gorilla and ape, I think, are the same thing. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily true, Ben, but we'll move on from All right. that. Well, Let's I don't on. know. You know better than I do, the large monkey-looking thing. Better? Mm, yeah. All right. Well, we're just going to... It's gonna... not a monkey at all, though. We're, yeah, we're just going to keep going. Okay, good. I would have liked to have seen more of his backstory. I thought that was probably the more interesting part of the whole story. Yeah. Now, all right, Matt. Oh, and the CGI was really good. I thought they did a really good job with the CGI. They actually did do a pretty good job with the CGI. All the monsters were pretty cool looking. Like, actually, it looked like someone spent a lot of time or had some fun making these mutations that end up happening to these particular creatures. So, one that really bothered me and made no sense why it was in the freaking movie at all was the villain's brother, uh, Malin Ackerman's brother, the dumb idiot that was running the company that did nothing. There was absolutely no damn point to have him in the movie whatsoever. You could have left that character completely out. You, you could have, Matt, but you would have missed some of the exposition that happens where they're talking about why certain things are happening. Because if he wasn't there, she would have had to basically address the, the I don't know, the, the third wall, or what was it called when you talked to the camera? Fourth wall, I think. Yeah, the fourth wall. And that wasn't going to work, so they kind of just wrote in some really poorly written character that was just an idiot to have a couple scenes. Dude, I hated that character. I thought he was fucking stupid. Absolutely stupid. Yeah. No, no, Matt, are you going to ask me about the MCU? Oh, dude, I totally forgot. I See, I really need to write that down. I need to write that down and put a post-it note like on my microphone. Ask Mike how this relates to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And go. that you asked me uh (laughs) that sounded canned (laughs) mac wells as a communication officer in this movie is also in guardians of the galaxy volume 2 as officer fitzgibbon i guess he's kind of just a side character um i had to search quite a bit there there's not a ton of characters. I mean, I guess there's quite a few characters in this movie, but there's a lot of small characters, and I had to look through a lot of them to find that, that but it relates. I was going to say, I don't even know who the hell that is. I will just believe you, whatever you say. Yes. You be- believe me, Matt. <laughs> now, with all of the stuff that we've talked about this, Matt, what will you rate this? How many reels? I wanted to ask you first. Well, okay, ask me Fine. first then. 
No, no, no. I will go because I was interested to hear what your rating is going to be, but I don't want to influence your rating, so you better keep your rating in your head based on mine. Okay. Your rating is set. Yes, my rating. Don't change my, it. No, don't no, change no it. No changing, Matt. I already have it. I have it. It's. Uh, I'm holding it up in the air, so you're just going to have to trust for me. For everyone to see? Yeah, for okay. everyone to see. All right. As I said, it was an entertaining movie. Well, you said entertaining movie. It was entertaining. I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But I, it, ugh. anyways, I give it a two and a half out of five reels. I thought it was crap. <laughs> okay, Matt. So here's my rating. I give it two reels out of five. How the hell do you give it more reels and you liked it? And I said it was crap at two and a half. <sighs> Matt, I can't. This, that makes no sense. Compl- I need to be harder on this shit than you. <laughs> it's It's completely up to you how you rate it, Matt. But what I will say... Is that if you want to see kind of a mindless movie, go see this. But there's no real redeeming quality of this. If you're a Rock fan, maybe you want to see it to just see The Rock in another movie. But other than that, you should probably skip this movie. See, I figured you would have rated it higher just because your man crush on The Rock. Well, I like The Rock, but uh, no, I'm not just going to rate it because it's like... The Jumanji, that was that was a lot better movie than I thought it was going to be, so I would give that a lot more, but uh, this movie, no. I mean, he's got, Matt, I think he has like three or four movies coming out this year. Mike, don't lie. Don't lie. We all know you want to have The Rock's love child. No. But, you know, <laughs> since we're bringing it up, Matt, should, should we... Should we talk about male nudity? Should we get a little male nudity with The Rock? (laughs) You know? uh, I I know you're looking forward to that day when you get to see The Rock's genitalia. You know, know it's just going to be a stunt genitalia. A stunt cock? Like from, uh, God, what movie was that? That was, Orgasmo. that was the, uh, or- South Park. Yeah, Orgasmo. that was the South Park guys, Orgasmo. Stunt cock. (laughs) God, that was so great. Oh, that movie was funny. Okay, so, Mike, do you want to talk about our giveaway, or do you want me to talk about our giveaway? Well, Matt, I think you're more familiar with all the details. Uh, I did not study up on all the the details on that, so I'm going to let you go for it. If anyone is eyeballing thinking about going to Solo, a Star Wars story, on opening night, go leave the Real Film Nerds a review and a rating on iTunes and shoot us an email letting us know you did it and your username so that we can confirm it's you. Because in iTunes, like everything else, you don't have to use your real name, so I don't know who the hell you people are. Leave a rating, leave a review, shoot us an email with the username you used, and we will put you in a drawing to win free tickets to Solo A Star Wars Story here in Prescott, we're doing a special showing with a couple of our sister podcasts, the Blue Milk Podcast and the Mile High Show, hosted by the one and only Matt Santos. On May 24th, 2018, the movie starts at 8 o'clock. You're welcome to show up starting at 7.30. So shoot us an email, leave us a review, rate us, and you will be entered in a drawing to win a ticket to see Han Solo 100% free. Now, if you want concessions, that's on you. The ticket to the movie 
we are taking care of it for you. Wow, Matt, that's a great deal. I think we're going to have reviews like crazy. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yes. You get to see a movie for free. And the worst part is, though, is that you and I will not be there. Matt, you didn't have to, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to tell, you didn't have to crush, build them up and crush them. Well, I'm not crushing them. It's, it means more tickets for us to give away. You know, I am going to be out of town because my nephew is graduating that evening. Mike lives nowhere near Prescott, so he obviously won't be making it unless he decides to hop on a plane and fly out here. But I don't think that's going to happen. No, I, I doubt it. Maybe if I win the lottery this week. You got to play to win. It's true. Well, what if I beat up the person who does win? You can do that. That's fine. But I know your nature. You're not a violent person. True. Okay, so the next little bit that's tied to this, we are doing a special trifecta podcast on May 18th in Chino Valley at Big Daddy E's starting at 7 o'clock. It is our pre-solo podcast, and again, we're doing it with the guys from the Blue Milk podcast, uh, Santos from the Mile High Show, and we're going to have free barbecue, and we're going to have some beers, and we're going to be giving away prizes, and we're going to be giving away uh, movie tickets that night as well. So if you live in the area, or even if you live in Phoenix or Tucson and want to drive up, please feel free. Come on out. It's going to be a really good time. There's going to be a bunch of us there. Uh, I don't know if we're going to try and call you or what, Mike. I know it's kind of late on your side of the country, starting at 7. That's 10 o'clock your time. We might, we might not. I don't know. I haven't talked with Santos about that, but I know I will be making an appearance on the Mile High Show's pre-solo podcast, and all the Blue Milk guys have committed, all three of them. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope to see all you, well, not everyone, you know, the four listeners that listen to this podcast are definitely not going to be there because I've talked to all of you. But everyone else, you know, if you come across this in six months and you decide to come out, it's already done. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sure I'm sure there's more than at least four. Like, maybe, I mean, I think we have six. At least six. Like, all the guys you just listed on the podcast, that's like four or five of them right there. Yeah, but they don't listen to it. Oh. Dude, they don't listen to their own podcast. Why the hell would they listen to ours? Oh, okay. I got it. All right, well, I think that's all the announcements, all the special stuff we have going on. Uh, yeah. You got anything else you want to add, Mike? No. Uh, thanks, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, this was fun. It was, it was goofy movie, not the greatest, but it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was. You know, it was a movie. I can say that about it. <laughs> all right, man. All right, everyone. Until next time, take it easy and go out and catch a movie. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.